Hello, hello, hello. We're I back. Will not, yeah, we're back. And we're I will so not be back. replaced. <laughs> I will not be replaced. Lorenzo thought he could get rid of me, but he couldn't. I'm back. You don't, you don't have a gay you don't you don't have like a gay sounding voice like Connor, so it's it's good. I'm I kidding. Know, I, I've listened to my record. I've listened to recordings of myself, and I despise the sound of my voice. Yeah, and but Connor really talks like, like this. He, he, no, Connor is the. He really emphasizes s's. I love Connor, by the way. We shouldn't be like shitting on him when he's one of our only <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> lose our remaining support. There goes a third of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but oh. howdy, welcome back. To episode number eight, because I think it's episode eight now of oh, Every yeah. Week is Chaos. Uh, it's me, David, as usual. I'm I'm glad to be here. I've got Lorenzo, the king of Prague. Um, What's good? Everyone's favorite schizo. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. I He's mean, everyone's favorite schizo. So true. I am so schizophrenic that I actually like reading Nick Land. Speaking of which, I I, 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 I imagine that I started reading the Pear Byland thing, um, and I'm probably going to read more of it soon. I just got super busy trying to work so I can make enough money for rent next month. <laughs> That's understandable, you know. Rent, rent is is an important thing to do, but uh, the value but, is subjective. Understanding though. the economy is even better. Yeah, so true. <laughs> um. But yeah, so how you how you been, David? You were away for a week. I was away for a week. Well, really, I left on Wednesday. I thought I was going to be leaving on Thursday for the event and to get there like just before the event began. But they were like, oh, we would like you to check in on Wednesday. I was like, okay, I'll skip out on another day of class and drive to Auburn, Alabama. That was seven and a half hours of driving. I got a seven, seven and, and a half. half no cruise hour. control. Why? I don't have cruise control. I thought you did. I don't. Oh, you're just a good and driver then. I am not a good driver. I will tell you that. I've driven. What do you mean? I've I we went on a road trip together, and I wasn't that great of a driver. You were a great driver. The only bad thing you did was miss that exit, so I had to pee in the cornfield. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and like the pee was like blowing back at me because it was so fucking windy in the middle of. And it was like up. it was the town was like you've seen like Courage of the Cowardly Dog, right? I have not, but. Okay, let me pull this up. But oh, no. Courage the Cowardly Dog is like this show of about this, of course, a dog, and he is he runs into he lives in like the middle of bumfuck nowhere, and he's like afraid of like supernatural things that show up. So this guy, and he lives in the middle of nowhere, and that was basically where we stopped for you to pee. So true. Yeah, it like, was like that. It was basically one strip of farms. That's it. I don't know where the people like got gas or anything like that. It was so weird. Like, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen. You know, it's also an un another interesting phenomenon. What, um, would that be? what? 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 The another really interesting phenomenon to me is um, how even in the middle of fucking nowhere, you will still have. Um, gas station like markets that are run by indian guys like how do they get out <laughs> in the middle of arkansas like what <laughs> i can't say i've had that experience but like right at, so i lived right by the border of another state back home in minnesota 
And I would drive, if you drive over there to like the one little, you know, what's the, what's the gas station brand that has, I think it's Sinclair is what it's called. It has like a little dinosaur. You, you were in the Midwest. I don't know any yeah. of those. But I think it's called Sinclair and it has like a subway in it. But the attendant, the gas station attendant is an Indian guy. And I thought that was weird just to see him in the middle of like Wisconsin. Right? Yeah. No, no. Gas stations will have, it's like gas station spawn with an Indian guy NPC. Like, <laughs> It's like there was this. I remember when I was a kid, there was a we used to have Kindle Fire tablets, and there was like this Simpsons game, and it was like you, and you have like Apu. Little, yeah, and like uh, and like when you create it, a little house, it comes with like a little character with it that lives in the town and has their own objectives and goals, and one of them will. It's kind of like that with the gas stations in real life. So true. I'm sorry, mom. We do not accept EBT here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't do my accent when it comes to EBT. I'll have to do that later on in the episode. <laughs> remind me. Remind me. Because we'll I had to deal with it. Y'all got EBT? Y'all take EBT for Hassup? No, we don't take an EBT for Hassup. Mom, we do not accept the EBT here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bloody beach bastard bitch. <laughs> have you seen that video? You've seen those videos, right? Have you seen the one where it's Vivek, Ram- Vivek and Nikki Haley yelling at each other, but they overdubbed it with like, Fuck you, bastard bitch, bloody... I, I haven't seen that, no, and I don't get the reference. I've heard it, I've, I've seen it referenced before, but I do not know what that is a reference it's just to. A, it's just a clip. It's a clip of two Indian men yelling at each other. But why? Uh, I don't... I'm an Italian Jew, David. I don't know what goes on over there. Uh, also, um, unrelated, your... Um, noise is good. Um, there's no AC noise, so. Oh, well, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but yeah. So, no. how, so how is the supporter summit? The supporter summit was fun. I mean, I went there with a student scholarship, and so basically, I was there to be manual labor and to help the event coordinator Rachel out with stuff. But I got to, you know, hang out with all of the. All of the important people, you know, like Mises U is a bunch of like the grimy kids that you like want to, you want to flick away at times. And I say that despite most of them being older than me, <laughs> but you know, cause like I went to Mises U as a Mises apprentice. So I was already in a higher caste. I was born into a higher caste. <laughs> I know. But, um, it, it was I, I, all, it, it's all donors for the Institute and um, a lot of professors and speakers. And it was a, that was a fun. It was a fun little event. You got to interact with people. Holzman was there. Holzman has not been to the institute since 2019, <laughs> and uh, it was nice to get to get the chance to meet him because I'm I absolutely love ethics of money production. It's one of my favorite books. Did you talk about I, the, the, the Catholicism stuff? Did you talk? About I didn't. Him? I, I didn't really get the chance to like pick his brain on that. I might email him at one point and see about that. About you asking should. him about that stuff. Get some definitive answers. But, I mean, listen, um, if if Hoppe responds to emails, then I think that Holzman Holzman will, will respond yeah, to me. Yeah, um, yeah, but Holzman was cool. I got to meet. I got to meet the intellectual heavyweight himself, Stefan Kinsella. How is that? What's Kinsella like in person? Short. He's very short. Is he shorter than you? Yeah, he's shorter than I am. No, wait. He's like. Yeah. He's got. You're what? Like five six? I'm like five seven. Yeah. So he's like five four, yeah, probably. 
So what about his personality? All that though? mental capacity is holding <laughs> him closer to the ground. <laughs> he really is an intellectual heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So but no, no, I got, yeah. what is he? I got to chat like? with him. What does he look like? No, what is he like? What is he? Because on Twitter, he's, he's very basically... much more restrained than he is on Twitter. I was just going to say because, like, on like Twitter, his Twitter personality is like starkingly different. I mean. But he was kind of like that. reserved and kind of quiet and he would like entertain you, but he could tell like, I could tell when I was talking to him that he was like, oh, why am I talking to you a little bit? Like, I don't know. Like, clearly I didn't have anything interesting to say and I didn't feel like I had anything interesting to say. It was kind of just like making small talk to kind of try to say hi for high sake since he was there and I was a student. Can you show but, me like, your Mensa? Can you show me your Mensa genius card? Unfortunately not. I lost that in a tragic fire. No, no. Tell that to Kinsella. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, do you have your IQ test pulled up so I can check that? I do think yeah, also... Kinsella was there, which was cool. Uh, our good friend Joe was there, as always. And oh, Joe's hell yeah. Legend. I can tell Joe Joe has been hitting the gym since the last time I saw him. Very nice. We love uh, to see just it. kind of slimming out a little bit more well, than last time. Also, like, his beard was a lot less. His beard was a lot more shaved from the yeah. pictures I saw. But we love to see it. We love to see people posting Ws or whatever in real life, whatever. It's the same thing. We love to see it. We love Joe. Um also, quick thing with Kinsella, he put out a new book recently and also has free PDFs online because he is anti-IP. Yeah, um, he's great. And yeah, it's you know, it's, did you see that... Uh, the Legal for, Foundations of a Free Society is the book. Did, and I'm did gonna, you, what I'm going to do is I'm going to copy it and I'm going to cross his name out with like, you know, like the red X and then just write <laughs> my name on it. Well, that's my favorite meme that came out of that Jonathan Newman's come up with where it's against intellectual property but he crosses out Kinsella's name and puts his own name on it. It's great. And I mean, also, I, I do think it was really funny. Um, he uh, he said that you can reproduce this, uh, like in the liner notes, or not, 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 that's album covers, Um, in like the opening part of the book, he also like specifies what font he uses and what size so people can copy it if they want. Um, <laughs> which is like, this, like, listen, like Kinsella on Twitter is abrasive, but man, he sticks to his guns. He like he's another very consistently principled person and props to him. Yeah, and he was telling me about uh well at least I was there when he was having a conversation about like the property and freedom society videos, which actually just came out a couple days ago. No, so if you're interested in the property and freedom society stuff, uh you can go and check that out. Uh it's on their YouTube. It's a Hoppa and all of his gang having all the fun times, you know, with Holzman and, um, well, I didn't know that Holzman was there, but he was, he was in the supporter summit, which is, which is awesome. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun time. I enjoyed it. Very Holzman nice. was there. I got to see Patrick Newman. Patrick Newman's great. Jonathan Newman's great. Um, got to have dinner. I got to actually have dinner with, uh, one night with Tho Bishop, uh, Jonathan Newman and Felicia. She's a student coordinator and Felicia's great. Like, it's kind of hard to describe people who aren't on. Well, I mean, she's technically on Twitter, but she's not active on Twitter. But like Felicia's great. Who doesn't like Felicia? She's like this. She's in charge of all the student programs. So they have dinner with them one night. And the next night it was like dinner with Felicia and then Patrick Newman and his wife. And Patrick Newman is going where no man has gone before. And he's a libertarian who got who got a wife 
a Ron Paul staff, former Ron Paul staffer wife. Like he is the, he's the king of the autistic libertarians and he pulled it off. So true. Have you, have um, you ever heard uh, Patrick speak? Patrick Newman? Yes. Is he the one with the beard or is that Jonathan Newman? That's Jonathan. No, I've not heard Patrick Newman speak. Okay. Let me, let me see here. I'm going to pull something up and we're going to try to compare because I've been working on an impression of Patrick. And so I want to test, I want to see what you think of my impression. Because people were telling me it was pretty decent. And so I want to gauge your, I want to gauge your assessment of it. So we're going to go to this. Also share tab audio. No, not this one. We're going to share this tab instead. Stop oh, my bad. I'm already screwing this up. Pay, deal, bear with me. Good, good lads. Okay. Um, oh yeah, there it is. It's that tab. Okay. Thank you all for coming. Uh, my name is Patrick Newman. The title of my talk today, as you can see, is the progressive era. Hello everybody. I I'm Patrick Newman and welcome to my talk today. We're going to be talking about the Jacksonian Democrats. So well, the Jacksonians were really the very first libertarian revolution. They, what they did was they were dedicated to ideas of laissez-faire capitalism and free markets and no, no reckless monetary policy. Jackson was very well known for his abolishment of the bank. I love it. And I love it. We're good. I don't know if my impression's any good, but it, I think it's decent. It's 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 great. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. No one's a business. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. Have you seen any of the new Trump clips? Which, which which new Trump clips? So not the one where they're talking about. He's talking about the windmills causing the whales the, to go a little bit baddie. The whales a little baddie. <laughs> no, not that one. The the <laughs> there's two. I love um, that clip so much. I like. To, I go back and I listen to that. <laughs> the, do you see the one where you saw he's like? They came up to me and were like, "Sir, we've made it more inventive. Uh, the fighter jet that's more environmentally friendly." And he goes, "It's going to drop bombs on people. What is it?" Uh, I just love. He also has one where he's like, "Yeah, we had an Iranian-backed ambassador come to the Capitol. Must have been very lovely. Not really though. The Capitol it looks like shit." <laughs> he actively said that. Trump which that one? Capitol. Oh, I'll send it to you. Hold on, I'll send me, it to me, you. I'm pulling it up here. Oh, oh, this? Okay, let's see here. Let me see here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, is this it? Let me see here. Do you see it? Oh, did you? Uh, let me it? see. Hold on. Yeah, it is. There we go. Is this it? Uh, yeah, but it's a 13 minute speech. Let me find the smaller Good grief. version. Oh, and it's a Young Turks too. Gross. You send uh, that to me. Okay, uh, I can probably, sh yeah, here. Uh, I'm just gonna DM it to you on Twitter. Okay, awesome. Okay, I just sent it. Department of Justice recently invited an Iranian-backed judge from Iraq to visit our nation's capital. Isn't that nice? Couldn't have been too impressed with our capital. It looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I like, I am like firmly the man, the on the is, Trump train. The man is so stupid, and the man made so many mistakes. But, like, I can forgive um, every mistake for just more clips like this. I'm I'm on the Trump train. You already know I'm on the Trump train. I'm a Megadonian now. <laughs> I'm a Meg I thought I was going to be riding with Biden. Listen, our first Catholic president overturned – or second. Sorry, I forgot about the yeah. Kennedys. Second Catholic president overturned Roe v. Wade. 
got affirmative action repealed. He's doing numbers for us. He's doing numbers for us. Listen, like Joe Biden is our guy. But Joe Biden, Joe Biden is our guy, but every week Trump. is chaos officially sponsors President Trump. I, I'm all here for, for President Donald J. Trump. For, first yeah. of his name, both King. the 45th. Both King the 45th Donald. and the 47th. Yes. President. Oh and my there goes god. The I'm so hard right now. Um so uh, <laughs> while you were gone, I had a tweet go semi-viral in the libertarian sphere that me and Connor talked about for the most of last I was episode. I was here. Didn't we talk? I know we've talked about this on an episode. Like me and you. No, we didn't. Because that was a while back, right? Your your your, your litmus test. That's what you're yeah, talking about. No, we we didn't do it on the episode. We were going to. No, do I'm it last pretty week. sure we did. No, we didn't. No, we so did it with Connor. Is we're going to we, go into your tweets and we're going to look we, for your litmus test. We did it with Connor. I did it with Connor. No, no, no. Because I remember we talked about this too, and I don't want to bore the listeners with my same with my same talk. No, we Spiel. didn't. No, libertarian we, litmus test. Yeah, because that was October fifth. Which was, it was a, yeah, that, cause I remember we, I'm pretty sure we talked no, about this, right? No, we didn't. I'm Do you want to talk about it again? I just want to hear your quick thoughts on it and the quick thoughts on the episode of Connor in general. I mean, I mean, I, I largely agree with you guys. I think it is a good litmus test. I mean, obviously I'm not fully libertarian. I mean, I still, I still agree with, with those regardless. You're, you're still, but I'm not like, I'm probably not a libertarian. I'm, I'm just going to accept that fact. I think that I'm have very much libertarian leanings. I think I can offer a lot, and I think the libertarians are great. And I, but I and I think I can offer a lot to libertarians, but I'm probably not a libertarian anymore. Why do you say that? Honest. Is it is it know, the abortion? Because, is it the abortion thing? It's not just the abortion. It's kind of just like because I'm I, I'm coming into a religion where private property is held very highly. So are markets, but those aren't like supreme laws in Catholicism. And like there are specific teachings against those being like supreme laws, like. Property rights cannot be the most, cannot be absolute when compared to like the dignity of our fellow man. Obviously, I have more utilitarian reasons for having very much more libertarian stances when it comes to that. But I don't know if I can philosophically align with, with the libertarians and like absolute private property rights. Because I don't think that, I don't think that does justice to society and to like showing the dignity to our fellow man. And so it's it's a complex thing. I probably want to write about it more than than talk about it because I, I think when writing, should... I'm a better able to articulate my thoughts. I think you should still ask Holzman. Yeah, I, I still want to ask Holzman about about this stuff and like Catholic social teaching because Catholic social teaching is a monster for beast to come and, and and here's the thing: I still think you are more libertarian than ninety percent of people that call themselves libertarian. As, I don't know. Um, no, as I you saw that tweet. You saw that tweet. You saw all the fucking retards come out of the woodwork. It's funny. I didn't swear as much with Connor on the episode because Connor doesn't swear too much. But now I can really all those. Oh, but I'm a bad influence. I see. No, I just didn't. I just didn't. <laughs> I, I just feel it'd be weird if like Connor was like, "Oh gosh," and I was like, "Fucking bitch, retard!" Like you know. Um, but like if you if you look at that tweet. You'll see all sorts of fucking people come out of the woodwork doing all sorts of stupid shit, talking all sorts of stupid shit about. Oh my God. I I don't really want to rehash it because we had an entire episode about it, but 
I recommend you listen to that episode. Um, our our listeners listen to it. Yeah, because I listened uh, to it because I had to edit it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> there so wasn't good. really any editing. Yeah. But like it was, it was a good episode. And I, I think my thoughts on on the whole thing are that I I think purity tests are a good thing, like, because uh, I because people would be like, oh, you're being. St-. I think when you go into like the culture war stuff for like at least libertarianism, then it gets really then it gets stupid. But when you're actually making people adhere to actual libertarian principles, I don't think I think litmus tests are are a good thing, and yep. that because, I because I mean. Like, like Connor said, words have definitions mm-hmm. and you have it's, to, it's not, a, it's not a no true Scotsman thing. And this is why I think we've had this conversation before, because it's not a no true Scotsman if it's actually a requirement to be that thing, right? Like if you're a libertarian, you believe in the non-aggression principle and you believe in private property rights. That's what libertarianism is. And I say this is not a libertarian. Like I feel like I understand libertarianism better than a lot of you're, libertarians. No, no, I, I'm still not going to accept you saying you're not a libertarian until you actively. I, I still think there are libertarian arguments for some of the stuff you make, and I still think that you are. You can have your cheat, like Walter Block said. You can have your cheat, uh, if you're not whatever. But I. But like I, you, you get my you, point here. Like yes. libertarianism believes in the non-aggression principle and private property rights. That's what libertarianism is. And if you don't believe in those things, that makes you not a libertarian. So it's not a, it's not gatekeeping to tell people who do not belong be, believe in these things to not that they're not libertarians, and, right? And, and it's, also, like, it's like the same thing with like Christianity, right? Like in, as Christians, we believe things like we believe in the Trinity, and we believe that Jesus died and came back three days later. Like if you don't believe these things, it's that you're not a Christian. That's why Mormons. That's yeah, that's you're not, not. That's not gatekeeping to say that you're that you're not a Christian because you believe that. That's gatekeeping. No, that's having definitions for words, and that's me making them mean something. So anyone who's like purity tests are stupid, like you're you're just doing a stupid purity test. You're gatekeeping. Good. I hope we are, because you need to be better. You need to actually believe in the things that you claim to stand for. Otherwise, words mean nothing. Like money, money is like the, the, the great medium of exchange, right? Like it's the same thing. Language is the great mediator between the thoughts and ideas. And if we don't have agreed upon definitions for those things, everything falls apart. Like words become meaningless. Yep. And so if I, just because I want to keep words, at, I, wanna, I want them to have definitions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm gatekeeping for that. No, it's called having standards and not wanting to language mean nothing. And, like, and I'm here's, sorry. Here's the thing as well. An actual purity test for, for libertarianism, an actual no true Scotsman thing is act if is is the retards that pulled into mo- the comments of that and said a real libertarian wouldn't even want to legalize anything because that gives the state power. How? That's exactly it's because they can regulate it. Or I just that's, that's just a, that feels just a, like moral grandstanding that means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it yep. feels like just like your virtue signaling, like help, I'm help, help, I'm being repressed. See the virus right in the system. <laughs> I love that. I love I love that entire bit. We're an anarcho syndicalist. We're an anarcho syndicalist commune. <laughs> oh, I love strange that. ladies and lakes distributing swords is hardly the basis for a form of government. If I was Oh man, I love it so much. Um, I need to watch the life of Brian. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna like it as a Catholic, but 
I can enjoy Monty Python. That's true. Um, but the uh, essentially Just the same way that I used to enjoy Dan Brown. Like Dan Brown is straight up who's, heretical. Who's Dan Brown? He's, he wrote like the Da Vinci Code and stuff. Oh well, that's that's no. um, uh, like Dan Brown's actually who brought me to actually believe that science and faith could work together. Strangely enough, because he has a book, an, a book that's like the prequel to Angels and Demons. Well, to, to the Da Vinci Code called Angels and Demons, and they tackle like you know, Big Bang Theory was like made by a Catholic priest, so like faith and reason can be together. And uh, honestly, I really, I really enjoyed it, but they're fiction. I just need yep. to approach it as fiction. And that's how we'll approach the life of Brian, a satirical fiction. Uh, yeah, so true. And that's Did how... you know that Pink Floyd was one yes. of the big funders of yep. Monty Python and the Holy Grail? And uh, I think uh, George Harrison and John Yeah, Aaron. the Beatles. Yeah, yep. Well, I don't I think know Led Zeppelin was too. Yeah, because Monty Python's fucking great. That's why. Because, mm -hmm. like, it's the fucking best. But, um, so yeah, I... I uh, hate to bring that whole lip chain litmus thing up again, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And I'm glad we're kind of on the same page. Gatekeeping is good. Um, don't let shit yeah. leftists into anything you do. But Because they destroy the good and the beautiful. I, I had a banger of a tweet that I realized was probably just like a reverbial memory of a grove. Like the, whoever that- It's the mystery grove. It's the one where it's like yeah. communism is when you make deformed freaks. Like, Yeah. yeah. So I made, I, I had a similar tweet. I don't know if I'll be able to find it here, but it was a- it was a banger of a tweet too, but it was like, it was something along the lines of just like communists and leftists, right? They, they're just an excuse for pathetic, unhappy people to blame their failures on the rest of society and unite their fellow freak towards destroying the good and the beautiful. That was, that was, that was basically my tweet. And I was, I was, I was proud of that one. Like it didn't do any, it didn't do much numbers, but it was just a oh, yeah. banger. It's, it's a banger. Um, also, one thing that's uh, another banger um, that me and Connor talked about. We're bringing cocaine back, baby. We're bringing cocaine. it back. I, I, I don't know. Want... I'm, not a big, I'm not a big cocaine guy. Why are you not? So let me convince you. All right. The 80s are back in style. That means male confidence. Short shorts, mullets, mustaches, neon. You know what else comes with that? Copious fucking amounts of cocaine. Cocaine is the right wing drug. People always, because like weed is a left wing drug. Weed is for the stoners and the lazy people. Yeah, cocaine yeah. is for the doers. It's for the people that get shit done. I am a proud fan of cocaine. I've never done cocaine, but I am a big cocaine nationalist. Um, and I, I think I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of with Tucker Carlson, where like nicotine frees your mind. Yeah, no, 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 that's great. That's great. That nicotine's great. I'm talking. Like we have nicotine as the base level. We want to take it to the next level. We bring back cocaine. We bring it back like we never even left. I want to see fucking mountains of cocaine at every workforce. I am I am on a I am anti-weed pro cocaine. I don't know, man. I, I wanna one thing I wanna do is um I want to cocaine. No, no, no. I want to make posters because like, I realized that I, I, I'm like, I'm hate, like you can obviously, you can see it, but the viewers can't like behind me are Pink Floyd posters because I love Pink Floyd, but I want some more like political posters, but all the political posters look cringy as all hell. 
You're like, I, I want, don't a, want to hang those on my wall. <laughs> like, I want a George Wallace poster. And you're like, I can't hang that up in a college dorm. Yeah. And so what I want, what I want to do is I want to make my own posters. And one of them, I want to be Tucker, like, like a, like the black, yeah. the black and white, but Tucker with the cigarette. And it's like nicotine frees your mind. I want to sell those posters because I, the good, the good merchandise is the merchandise that you, not that you want to make for people to buy, but that you want to buy. Wait, there's one, there, there's one that I got sent by, uh, my buddy, um, because he got a poster for his room and it's a picture of Walter White in black and white that says all hail the king. <laughs> you need nice. to get you need to get that for your uh... I want to get an I want to get um I want to get a like an Andrew Jackson poster not going to lie. Oh yeah. I just no. really warmed up to Andrew Jackson in the past couple of years. Just because Tho Bishop sent me a really good looking one on like eBay, like a, to look at, and it was like Andrew Jackson. It's like you know the King Andrew thing where he's like stomping on the Constitution. Like I yeah. love it. Like I want that. That's so based. I love it, but I don't know. We'll see here. Okay, so this is this is the tweet that I was mentioning earlier. Marxism is a means by which pathetic, unhappy people can paint their failures as those of society. And unite their fellow freaks to destroy the beautiful and the successful they hate so much. So true. So true. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, there's that. Um, and then also on the subject of people that aren't libertarians, though that claim they are, there were certain people that were uh, in because if you haven't noticed, me and David haven't really talked about a certain very pertinent issue that's going on in the world right now in regards to um, Israel and whatnot. And that's because it is a third rail topic. Oh, the judicial crisis? I don't know a thing about it. <laughs> the the judicial crisis? The, net, the Netanyahu? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, don't, I, I have no idea what you could possibly be referring to. I know, I know. Well, it, like, it's the Israel-Palestine thing and, and yeah, Israel-Gaza yeah. thing. And, and like neither of us really want to talk about it too much and we're probably not going to do a whole lot of talking about it um, because it's just not a fun topic to talk about and there's better it's also not about. something i feel terribly informed about because like i'll be honest i don't know like all of the history off the top of my head yeah like i i did see scott horton um uh did a read read coverdale came out of podcasting retirement to get scott horton on the show anyone who like when it comes to Israel and that type of, when it comes to a lot of foreign policy, Scott is the guy. When it comes to Israel and Palestine, Scott is the guy. You well, want actually, to... Sheldon Richmond might be your guy. Like Sheldon Richmond is Scott's guy for for, for okay. uh, Israel Palestine, and he wrote a fair. book on on it called Coming to Palestine, which I still need to get. Okay, then then you go with that. Also, Scott is a safe bet. If you see Scott talking about it, it's yeah. Like it's if I, I'm I'm a prop guy. Like if people mention like a book under the like or something that I have, like I'll bring it up, and I have enough already by Scott Horton right under my desk, a signed copy, mind you. Oh, David, yeah. for peace, Scott Horton. Got it when I met um, him at the at the event. Where actually, um, what's his face? Jesse Ventura was. <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, you got to talk like this. You know, we got to... War is hell. 
But yeah, so what War I was gonna, is Iraq. What I, what and I was those gonna, pal, those Israelis are going out of hand with the Palestinians. I, I don't I, know uh, if my impression of him is any good. It's good. It's good. Um, I've been I, getting into the impression game lately. Oh yeah, but I, I was going to go and I was going to say like with, with the Israel Palestine stuff, right? There's a few things. One. There are some libertarians, some people that have for liberty in their handle. Should I? If you have have letters for liberty in your handle, I guarantee you, you have some of the most cringiest takes possible. Uh, There's like one or two exemptions I can think of. There's like one guy that I can name who's just a genuinely nice guy, but like it's kind of cringy. It's kind of cringy sometimes. Well, yeah, and and this selfies. You'll know if you know, you know. Oh, I wasn't even. I, there's another person that. There, there's a. <laughs> oh, but, if you're talking about. Uh, yeah, him. I, I know who you're talking about. It, we'll, we'll edit it. We'll edit this out. We'll edit this. We'll just have out. a beep there, and people will be like, "What the fuck did you just <laughs> <say>? <laughs> You're talking about beep. Yeah, but no. Okay, I know. I also know who you were talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, but, uh, essentially. Should I just say his name? Should I just say who we're about to you talk about? You mean Austin about? Peterson? Who cares? Yeah, that He's fucking dipshit loser. Perfect. Austin Peterson. He's a uh, certified midwit. He's a like, fucking... Like be, he's like, a, I don't want to be mean to people, but you're just a midwit, dude. And you have this, like, heightened sense of... Like, he feels like the guy who's, like, pulling up his pants all the way to, like, his above his belly button. And he's like, well, tell you what, mister, or some shit. Like Austin Peterson is a, is a loser f- um, <laughs> who should yourself? <laughs> you should maybe bleep those. Just leave them in the bleep those things. Just have it go beep the entire time. Yes, please. Um, but uh, yeah, Austin Peterson is a fucking and like yeah. he he was talking about yeah, it's all right if Israel can fucking glass Gaza or whatever. And I don't even want to get listen, into listen, it. Lorenzo. If I hold a child in front of me and I'm a threat to you. Then it's okay for you to shoot that kid. You understand me? That's so, libertarian. Yeah, it was and and with this came a bunch of other fucking stupid, like quote unquote libertarians. There was one guy that like went after you and thought like left libertarians or anti remember that guy? Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm more right wing than you are, bud. And, and my favorite thing, so uh I <laughs> Someone did some research on him, and he used to be a former Ron Paul staffer that was kicked off for being a, like, for for who? being the the Wait, guy who? that guy Austin Peterson or no, the no, other not, guy the other guy the other guy is like Eric something he used to be a Ron Paul that was kicked off for like being an asshole, and then even more than that, his pet issue was legalizing prostitution. Like he was so like he would get like he really sure hung up on that. Not a, I'm sure that guy's not a piece of shit. He and he would like <laughs> it was like it it was very much a like I can't get laid and this is why I'm a libertarian so I can have prostitution legal like it was yeah. bad it was so bad I was looking into kind of like it. people who make like the drug war their biggest issues like they're all incessantly annoying and the reason they're doing it is not for some like se- like some purely ethical reason it's just because they want to do drugs. I I would I want to do LSD. We need to legalize it. I would say the um uh actually I will say that the LP sober caucus sober caucus people 
are good examples of very, very principled. They're they're sober and they're clean, but they are very much against um, the drug war. And those are the guys, you know, I like their principal message. Well, you know there, bud. We really need to legalize the cocaine. <laughs> I really love myself some good cocaine. It's why I got kicked off MSNBC. Is that just even... <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love him even more Actually, now. Actually, he got kicked off of MSNBC for uh, for speaking against the war in Iraq. Oh, That's hell yeah. Um, but, so, yeah. So, I saw those people, and then also... There was another guy that said Israel's a libertarian republic. <laughs> Listen, and I'll, I'll I'll just refer to Dean from uh, the End Times Continue, and it's because he he said it, and his wife is is Jewish. So if you need more past, like he's literally going to be the father of Jewish children. So keep this in mind. He called it the best political description of it of Israel is a national socialist country because very nationalistic and it's very social. I'm already sold. I'm sold. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and so, like, the only reason Israel is able to pay for all of its welfare net garbage is because we subsidize all of their defense. Like, yeah, we and, pay for and, and, every bit of it. And, and also, here's and here's the thing as well. And this is where I have to, because I'm also a quarter Jew. Um, on my mom's side, so it counts. <laughs> um, but I need to. As a Jewish person, watching other Jewish people immediately invoke the Holocaust makes me so fucking angry because they basically go. So there will be someone that goes, hey, the IDF is fucking gross. And with the IDF is gross. But look what Hamas is doing. They're killing people. You know, the last time people were killed, it was the Holocaust. We are fighting people that want to deny our existence. Like. I've watched normally like fine Jews turn into raving bloodthirsty monsters. And the minute you call them out on it, they go, "Are we are being attacked. Our identity is being attacked. Our culture is being attacked. Like, you know, the last time this was attacked on this scale was the Holocaust. And it's like, Spare me your moral fucking grandstanding because you shot a baby and you want to justify that by invoking the memory of people that like some of my ancestors and some of your ancestors that died in fucking death camps. Don't fucking like, I am so sick and tired of it. And I find it so morally rep like shame on you. I find it so morally reprehensible. And it's, they like those Jews did not die senselessly for you to want your fucking ethno state. They did not die for you to want to prop up your fucking ethno state. And I am so sick. To, and the thing is that, listen, does that mean that I really particularly like the Palestinians? And I know, <laughs> but there, there is a very clear, <sighs> you're right to exist in like, there are anti-Zionist Jews. And they're and furthermore, people that are against the state of Israel are not talking about you destroying your right to fucking exist. There's literally no other country that is accepted in modern society as a functioning country that is a religious ethnostate. The only other example are fucking Islamic kingdoms. I'm serious, kingdoms. 
Saudi Arabia is a fucking kingdom. They are back in the goddamn fucking Stone Age. And you want to have an ethnostate. You know, okay, if if you get to pull your your fucking you, you if you get to pull your fucking like World War II comparisons, you know who else wanted a fucking ethnostate? Hitler wanted a fucking ethnostate. Right? Hitler wanted an ethnostate. You also want an ethnostate. I am sick and fucking tired of hearing the shit about how it's okay for you to glass innocent civilians because your grandparents died in a brutal, senseless genocide. It, yeah. It makes me so upset. And And it's something that, like, And then when you see the fucking Israeli officials, that the minute anyone, anyone, there was a celebrity, Gigi Hadid. I don't even know. She, I think she's some fashion lady. I don't even fucking know what she does, right? She posted a thing being like, you know, I'm in support of innocent civilians or whatever and all this stuff. And then the literal state of Israel on their social media's blaster was like, when you say this, you're supporting a murder of Israeli babies. Did you see 40 Israeli babies were beheaded? No, they weren't. They fucking weren't. They ran with that lie. And you had news anchors on TV crying. You know, last time we had news anchors on TV crying? 2001. And that was a fucking prelude to war. And normally I'm not like the big foreign policy anti-war guy. I don't really, but I am not going to see my fucking brethren die in another fucking war in the Middle East because you are such a fucking bitch that you need to invoke the memory of a genocide to in, just to commit another genocide. I just that's that's something that's kind of really messed with me recently is that every single person in Washington DC they are 70 they're 50 to 70 years old who is getting drafted not them. I they want- do not. They are not going to fight the war. Do you know who's going to go and fight that war if we get if there's a draft? Me and you. You and I are who's going to go and fight and uh, die. Actually, and for Martin- a country that we've never seen, for people we don't know who are committing their own crimes and trying to justify it, who are trying to justify it based on an event a hundred years ago, who are trying to morally grandstand on their making their evil actions justified. By some horrible thing that happened to their ancestors. I want Ben and Shapiro. I will not die. I will not die in the Middle East. I will not die in some desert or come back traumatized or without limbs or with cancer for some burn. I will not come back from that. I will I, not. I refuse. I will not die for your stupid war. I want to see Nancy Pelosi on the fucking front lines. I want to see her with a gun, and I want every fucking Hamas gun Trump trained on her. I do not care. I am sick and fucking tired of all these politicians. I there's like, and that's the whole that's what the whole fucking war pig song is about. They get to send millions of innocent people to their deaths. I want to see politicians on the front lines. I want to see them. Oh, if I I can't continue, or else we will get the yeah. show kicked off. That, like um, I mentioned, I, a song a while ago to use to listen to. Not now, John. Not now yeah, John. I listen to it, and I love Not Now, John. I think the final cut is a perfect anti-war album. And Not Now, John. There's this there's this line that's just the singular line, and it's who cares what it's about as long as the kids go, and that's the mentality of these people because they don't have to when they make their choices. 
over which foreign country they want to police next. That's what's in their mind. They're not, they don't have to deal with the repercussions of their actions. They have to deal with what, what happens. And also, they defer that, it yeah. to us. We and, are the and, people who pay the price. And it. that smarmy fucking bitch, Ben Shapiro. I, he is on, he has put out several hour long things like every day talking about how, okay, gang, we need to fucking bomb brown people. We need to bomb brown people. I, I can't come until we bomb brown, bomb brown people. My wife won't get me off anymore. <laughs> I fucking hate Ben Shapiro with every fiber of my being. I want him on the front lines. All your fucking Israeli brethren, all your Jewish brethren are going to fight. Go fucking fight. Yeah. I think. That's enough to say about that. <laughs> yeah. If we go further, it's gonna. It's gonna I hope go. I, I hope I don't get a noise complaint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's let's move on. What else did, did we want to talk about? Since I think we we've, we've kind of like wrapped that up in a tight, neat little. Uh, we're angry, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was the angriest I've gotten in the podcast since I. I told uh, the CEO of Tinder that I uh, wanted to yeah. do what the mafia does to snitches. How um, did how did you find your 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 friend? Was that uh, was it was semi through one of those apps, but we immediately like got off it, and then okay, uh, yeah, I huh. don't I don't recommend dating apps. Uh, yeah. Also, we have <laughs> as far as her parents and oh, as far as her parents and grandparents know, we met at a coffee shop. Which is really funny because both of us are like too introverted to have had that happen. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going to ride her horse tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Just hey. don't tear your ACL or she'll shoot you. Fun. That's what horse girls do. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact about her horse. Her horse's name is Ringo. And uh, named whenever... after the really bad drummer? Yes. Named after the <laughs> shitty drummer. Yep. I'm working Sorry. on that. No, I yeah, I'm right there. Uh, but uh, he when he I actually don't know if he's that bad of a drummer. No, he's not a very. I just sucks. love the joke that Ringo isn't even the best drummer on the Beatles. Oh, he fucking sucks. But um, the so her horse whenever he eats dinner, he gets hard. <laughs> he gets a boner when he eats. I watch him animals. Damn, he's just like me for real. For real. <laughs> Damn it, Lawrence. <laughs> I'll send to the picture on Snapchat. Um, no, I don't need Not of me. Not of me. Not of no, me. No, I don't need a picture either way. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're still getting it. You're still getting horse cock in, in, your, in your snaps. I'm um, not Vosh. I don't want this. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, no, I was going to... Oh, man. There was, there was some other shit. Um, oh, yeah. There was... Um, what did I see? I saw there was a hot lady that I think I wanted to be a speaker of the house. What? I don't know. I Ooh. saw something about a hot Latina lady. Hold on. Which one? Do you mean like Jim Jordan or do you mean Hakeem Jeffries? Uh, I wouldn't describe either of them in, with either of those terms. Hold on. Uh, our mutual Gideon the Florida man posted it. Hold on. Gideon? Okay. I know who that is. Yeah, uh, let me see if I can find... Here we go. Uh, it's okay. A it's APL. I don't know who she... I'm going to DM you. Uh, she's... Uh, yeah, I see this. I, I, I That that smile seems, seems too wide. It seems too wide, but damn, she's my queen, bro. Big I don't know. Fan. I don't know who she is, but like, I'm assuming... Um, I, I'm hoping that 
because like I don't know. I'll trust Gideon's judgment. I guess. I'll, I guess. I'll, we'll, <laughs> I think we can endorse this this random lady. Will you also? Will you also trust Joe's judgment? <laughs> well, now Joe. you're making me second guess. We I don't want to techno future state, and that's what Joe's thing is. You're already having it. Uh, you're you're already gonna get no. there, brother. No. Yeah. No. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make the techno future state happen by buying. And I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna get to accrue enough capital to make the technological singularity happen. I'm only gonna buy copies of the Unabomber Manifesto as Lord, one so last. Do you know, do you know what the, what capital is? I don't care. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't care. I'm an Austrian. I don't need to know anything about math or economics. I'm kidding. That's what are you talking about? Capitalism might might be one of the most fundamental aspects of Austrian economics. Okay, either necessarily. Either, either way, I'm going to create the techno AI god by do, taking human action and buying copies of the Unabomber Manifesto just as one last dig at Ted Kaczynski in his grave. Do you think that he'd like that his book is published on Amazon? You can buy it off Amazon. Do you think he'd really be a fan of you, you getting mailed a copy of his book? Sure, because he—I mean—he says that the the heroes of the of the revolution that they can't they can't that they must make they must utilize the system at hand in order to subvert it. God, that's such a Marxist thing, man. You like not? I'm not a big I'm not a big Ted K guy anymore. Anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I have. You know, I, I have thinking, my... like I don't know. Can you explain the over socialization thing? Because I hear that thrown around a lot, and I just want to make sure that I'm thinking of the concept correctly. What does he mean by over socialization? I haven't. I haven't read that part of the manifesto in a hot minute. Uh, <laughs> it's probably been about a year. Uh, rip the bong and rip the bong that's not there, and be like, you know, man, the over socialization. Yeah, I think it's the the. Oh fuck! I, I can't like remember. the swing scoop. You gotta talk about the socialization. Ripples. I like how they speaking which I like how in that like new Velma show they made the obvious stoner Shaggy. They made him black. Like, what were they saying with that? What were they trying to say with that? Uh, uh, no, uh, wait, hold on. David's grabbing his copy of the Unibrow Manifesto. Grabbing my copy of the manifesto. Let's see if we can find it. I don't think we need to find it right now. Over but... socializations. Psychologists use the term socialization to designate the process by which children are trained to think and act as society demands. A person is said to be well socialized if he believes in, he believes in and obeys the moral code of his society and fits in well as a functioning part of that society. It may seem senseless to say that many leftists are over-socialized since the leftist is perceived as a rebel. Nevertheless, the position can be defended. Many leftists are not such rebels as they seem. Okay, what? So is he saying, okay, so we'd use a term. Okay, so in order to avoid feelings of guilt, they continually have to deceive themselves about their own motives. Find moral explanation for feel. Oh, Okay. So over-socialization is kind of like the rationalizing of their feelings in some moral code. Yeah, it's like the okay. the, the only the only parts of Ted Kaczynski's um, manifesto that I think are worth like taking away from 
I mean, number one, his critique of leftism is great, but like you can get that same critique from anywhere else. Um, I think the bigger one is um, people's search for meaning in other activities that they're not getting from being more in touch with nature. Um, I think that that's probably a very true thing, especially in modern age. But I think that the the solution to that isn't to fucking like blow up substations and bomb people. It's to touch grass and to go in the woods and well, to that talk. is his solution. <laughs> the solution <laughs> is not to touch grass. The solution is to like bring us back to the fucking pre-industrial era, which is really, 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 really bad. Millions of people would die. Industrial, the industrial revolution. I fucking... I love like yeah sure you know there's like and this is the thing I hate when a lot of the kind of like edgy right wing guys are like yeah industrialism was a mistake Texans was right it's like as you say this as you've tweeted twelve times in the past hour I think I think <laughs> rightly orientated industrialism is good and I, I think, think that there are some differently impacts that when you remove like some ethics and morals from 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 your actions that it becomes terrible yeah but i don't think like i think industrialism in general has made human life immensely better we basically went i mean it's, it certainly made life easier like well no no not just easier better you don't you don't fucking at the same time that we've kind of used that as like we what what, what industrialism has done is it's become its own kind of cult that it's kind of well, it's making no, it's easier. Not. It's also subverted meaning that people find meaning in work rather than like elsewhere. Yeah, no, but Protestants already were pro that before industrialization. That's Protestantism, not industrial. Yeah, industrialization. Like you don't find yeah, that. Like the, the, you don't, what, you don't... industrialism has kind of ex accelerated that. Well, yeah, but that's because Protestants deserve to be removed. Because like, the, 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 like as wonderful and beautiful as the division of labor is, it's kind of made you finding your role part like part like your whole of personality. Well, you don't find it in your work. Yeah, you don't. You don't, and I think that that's but that's not a problem with industrialization. It's a problem. People like people's meaning even in like the you know victorian times when things were industrializing people's meanings weren't found in just fucking work it was their family and all that other stuff you know and it was to provide for your family your family was really what was driving it and even after a certain point like i think you know, um, you know you know you gotta derive meaning from going out and slaying your dragon you have to go out and slay that dragon and that dragon is, is the dragon. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. To... It's well. It's a good impression. That's the only bit from a Jordan Peterson impression that I can do off the top of my head. You need to clean your room. You, um, need, to, you need to clean your room and make a five-year plan. You gotta call your father because you know the, the big problem with all these feminists today is that they haven't called and talked to their father. Reconcile yeah, with your pro, father. Pro pro tip: find women that have good relationships with their father. Um, yeah. But this is this is one of the things. Like, um, it's funny how in the early days, uh, we're still in the early days. Our first like few episodes were were us 
of devolving into a guys we can be better segment and this is a return to that uh <laughs> your, your search for meaning does not it is not up to random people on twitter it is not up to memes not up to politics for you to decide your meaning in life and i think that it's also not up to your work um you know the, my meaning in life is not all dictated by my work and i don't think it should be for other people either it should be to provide for your like you you have so much more to give in life than just your job and that is yeah. one of the biggest problems with the protestant work ethic is you know you become your job and as a result, this is this well. This is this is why you see all me and Connor talked about this last week. You see all the Protestants that are just d- fucking repressed all the time. They haven't been allowed to feel. You know, all of a sudden you've got Protestants that decide to become Catholic, but they still think that holding hands is fucking sinful. No, it's not. Yeah. You you fucking pathetic retarded losers. You know, it's not they'll what make chastity. Is. Chastity means you can still make out with your girlfriend. Like chastity means you can still link out with your girlfriend. It just means that you can't fucking like have her give you a blow job. <laughs> yeah. To put that in pretty plain terms, yeah. Like that's you know granted, I am not a chaste individual. I st- I still may wait for marriage though. Yeah. But yeah. Be be better, guys. Be better, dudes. We can we can be better. I mean, I, I, I obviously as a person of faith, I think because there's I think that every person kind of feels like they that they have like kind of a void that they need to fill. And that's like the void is meaning. And I find meaning. I obviously find meaning through faith, through like I think that I think the great thing that like the Catholic Church, especially because obviously I'm Catholic, I'm, I'm converting to Catholicism that they can offer is the is, is a mission to people, give them a purpose in life. And that mission is to become like Christ. It is to like take the take to be able to follow in his footsteps. To basically become a saint. Like the like the great mission of Christendom is to become a become a saint. To become as like Christ as possible, as humanly possible. To give your life for all of that. And I think that's. I think that's a mission that a lot that could resonate with a lot of a lot of young men. Like I think there's I think there's a I think there's a little bit of a wave of men coming back to faith. And I think that's part of it is because it kind of gives you that purpose in life. As someone who is a man that is finding meaning, I don't know if it'll be in faith, but I am I am assured that there are several people praying for me. So you know, keep doing that, guys. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Um, I need to I need to kidnap you and bring you to a mass sometime. I like I, I know I, I know you mentioned mean, that you've only gone on like track to a mass and like tragic events, and I think I've, you would enjoy one that's like. I've like I, I need to get you and Connor to Minnesota, and I will take you to the best mass that I've ever been to. Uh, Connor was saying that he had a uh, black guy that was 
a former black mm-hmm. church black church guy that does Latin math. Listen, we were talking about it. I I think that the only good thing that Protestantism and evangelicalism has done is give us the fucking beauty that is. And I said, church. praise the Lord. <laughs> Can I get my brothers and sisters moving and shaking? I want to see you. Christ. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? <laughs> And the band is going nuts. Like the band's going nuts. And he's like, I want to see you praising the Lord. And you're like, the, the ladies in the back are like, praise the Lord. Praise yeah, And I want to see great. you praying. It's a great aesthetic. It's a great aesthetic. Oh, it goes hard. Like, let me tell you, there are two things that will get me feeling religious. One of them is like, actually, it's not, one, one of them is like, makes me feel very like holy and, or like makes me feel like the same, is like, like proper chanting and stuff. The other one is fucking gospel, dude. You put that shit on and you're ready to fucking go, dude. You know, Gos- honestly, you know what I think is like the perfect aesthetic for going to mass? It just kind of yeah. popped in my head. Like, I, I, I like going to mass in the winter when it's dark. Like, I, I just love it because like... Have you gone to like a midnight mass? I haven't gone to a midnight mass, but like... I went, I went during the winter when it was snowing and like, obviously like it gets dark, like around five, five, six o'clock. And so I was driving up like an hour and a half to go to mass where father Mike Schmitz of of, of the Bible near podcast, uh, where he does mass on the university of Minnesota Duluth campus. And it just, you get there, you do, you go to mass. Father Mike, it makes it amazing. It's beautiful. He gives an amazing homily. It touches your heart. I bet he gives great hugs. I bet he gives I, really he, good hugs. I, I really need to ask him for a hug next time I see him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him. But um, I, I want to. Yeah, I, I like. He's just got such a kindly, fatherly smile, and he just looks like he just take you and wrap you up and like. Yeah, he he he's great. I'm I, I'm 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 so happy I, I I had the opportunity to meet him, and just like when you drive back, like listen after going to the mass and you're just like you're it's it's kind of dark out it's snowing a little bit like i hate the cold but like it's just snowing a little bit as you're driving back and you ha- there's you're just allowed to contemplate and think on life i think it's beautiful and that's kind of what i love about mass and all of that it's just it, it allows me to think and allows me and it kind of pushes me to be a better person and I, I think what, what what really gets me like I'm I'm the kind of person who you if I'm really moved by a mass I'll I'll cry like a baby like I'll be sobbing I did that the first time I went to mass like I know I'm sure some of our listeners are like get over it stop talking no, about your religion no I'm uh, talk about it I and, I think that me- I think that uh, there are certain beautiful things that that will make someone cry and that is perfectly fine and perfectly good. Um, but I'm, I'm sure the listeners are just like, oh, well, David, stop talking about religion now. But religion is an important thing to me now. And I, listen, and I you already it. know a third of our audience is so here for yeah. it, i.e. Connor. And, and, and I, I just like, when the, the very first time I went to Mass, Father Mike wasn't there. I thought I would be there, but he wasn't. And as I'm looking, as they're giving out the Eucharist and everything, and I'm like, there's, there's a singing at the same time, and I'm looking up at like the crucifix. And... I'm just suddenly made so aware of like every 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 failure I've had in my life at how at how how long I, and how much I've like strayed and not done the things I need to do and done things that he did not he would not want me to do and like there's a like looking up there like the unconditional love that that Christ gave for me that my God loved me so much 
that he that he came down himself, that he sent his son to take on all of our sins, to die for me, so that I have that I, that no matter how far I stray, his arms are always going to be open, kind of like a like a father there, like he's. His arms are always open to welcome me back, no matter how badly I've screwed up, as unworthy as I feel I am to be loved. Like that unconditional love that's there. You are worthy of love. Shut up, David. This is another thing. No more negative self-talk. I'm not letting you self-talk anymore. That's the beauty of my faith, so screw you, Lorenzo. (laughs) Regardless, if if Jesus loves you, I love you. There are so many people that love you. Guys, we can do better. We are loving ourselves, not in the sexual way, in the I am worthy of love. Uh, I also need to leave like in a minute. <laughs> imagine, imagine oh, what an hour David, and a half with Connor. David, I haven't eaten <laughs> since this morning. Seems like a skill issue, to be honest. It's so true, King. Um, yeah. I was not intending to go for an hour and a half with Connor. That just kind of happened because we spent a lot of time talking about college football. <laughs> okay. Well then, I guess since Lorenzo doesn't want to hear me talk about religion anymore, uh, uh, you Lorenzo, know, where can the people where can the people find you? Uh, before I say that, I think you and Connor should have an episode where you guys just talk about your faith. I'm sure people would be thrilled by that. <laughs> uh, we we would lose one part of our listener base because one of them would be on the show. That's true. Actually, That's you know what's true. funny is that I listen to the episodes that we do. I actually do listen to them. I don't because I can't stand to hear my own voice. I like hearing the points I make and I just go, wow, Lorenzo, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. Uh, that should be an ad. That we should we should do a little video for the for the Twitter for like one of our channels or whatever, where it's just a, a video of me listening to me, and I'm like, wow, you're so right, Lorenzo. So true, King. So true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at prog underscore enjoyer seven. Um, Find me on Instagram at Lorenzo underscore Silvio. No politics there. Uh, other things should be in the link. You can check out my band if you want. Um, if you know musicians in the Austin area that need drummers, let me know. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the better guy in the room here. Come on, David. Tell you, give me your plugs. Hey, I thought we said no more no negative self-talk. I'm still great. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at real David B Jr. Just Jr. there for the junior. Same thing on Instagram. I I'll try to post more stuff on there. I want to get. I need to get more better at graphic design so I can design some stuff for that. Um, you can also find me on the Mises Wire. Sometimes you look for David Brady Jr. on the Mises Wire. Um, anything else? Um, if you really want, if you want some great Austro libertarian books, if you want to be better than these stupid litmus test libertarians that we that did not pass the vibe check that Lorenzo gave them, you can go to the Mises Mises Institute's store at Mises.org and you can go and use promo code Brady, B-R-A-D-Y, and get 10% off on your purchase there. Just for so just for 
just put in Brady and you get a good discount. You can get some great things. Like maybe, maybe Stefan Kinsella's new book that we talked about legal foundations of a free society. Uh, if you, if you want, if you want to do that, you can, but I think Kinsella would prefer if you downloaded it as a PDF. I think you would also appreciate the money that comes from it. And you know, I, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that a PDF just does not hit right. Like so true. No, no, no. I'm, a, I'm an ink. Anyway. I'm an ink and paper guy. I'm an ink. And, and so, if you want guy. that ink and paper version, you can go to Mises.org and you can go and support it. Go to the Mises store and use promo code Brady B R A D Y. Um, but as always, you can always support the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts if it's so. If you enjoy that, or on YouTube at Every Week Is Chaos. Um, I think that's it. Do you have any final closing words, Lorenzo? Be better to yourselves. We're all going to make it. Uh, We're all going to make it. Yeah. Be more Listen, confident folks. in yourself naked. I um, think that's it. I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. If you think you look hot, take a picture of it. Don't send it to me, but make sure you know that Fucking good grief. All right. Good night, all everybody. Right. Everybody, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.